This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hello and welcome to the Love strangers a swindon town fan podcast proudly sponsored by the stfc official supporters club rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside beautiful play that is that what a good shot Hello, Terry. Hey, Rich. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Very happy with the win today, but this is a flash pod. Um, that's been recorded really to avoid dwelling or focusing too much on the news this evening that Michael Doughty has decided to leave Swindon. Swindon beat Rochdale 3-1 today. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the podcast uh, for Monday morning, but this is focused on Michael Doughty. Michael Doughty uh, played for Swindon on and off uh, between 2016 and 2020 with a couple of loan spells from QPI. He played 107 times for Swindon in all comps, scoring 23 goals. He was our player of the year in 2019. He was, of course, a part of the 2020 League Two Championship side. Now, I spoke to him early in the summer and, you know, as, as a couple of people have pointed out to me, you know, he did say he was going to uh, finish his career with Swindon, at least. Um, we, we did kind of a hope and assume that would be over three, five, ten years. Um, we don't know much, but we do know so much that he's not looking for a new club. We don't know if he's retiring, but this is huge, huge news, isn't it? It, it really is, Rich, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's blindsided me a little bit. I, 
I think it's it's so out of the blue. Obviously, there were a few rumours during the rounds Thursday and, in, and into yesterday, and, and the take was a little bit negative, you know, rumours of a bust-up and such, and it just sounded so out of character. Um, so, look, at least we now have clarity and we and we can wish Michael all the best and, and, and really just, just hope that... Uh, Hope that everything's okay for him, but but I think it's really important to not underplay this. He, he's he's in my eyes as close as you get to a sort of um, a, a one club man in this day and age for this club. Like um, you know, if you look at over the last three or four years, he, he's probably the only player we've had a really close sort of committed relationship with, contracted for another two years. Uh, up until up until the start of this week, so yeah, look, it's it's it, it's huge news both both footballing and and I would argue even sort of beyond just the pitch. You know, it, it, he's a he's a unique footballer. Um, you know, we all know a lot about his background and and and, uh, and his business interests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he's a unique footballer. He's a unique man, and and you know, as I said, just fingers crossed, everything everything works out for him and and. On the pitch, we've got to we've got to look forward, but off the pitch, let's 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 give the man his credit and um, and not play this down because it is big, big news. Yeah, it goes without saying that we hope all is well. One thing that I think Richie Wellens has emphasised is you know don't trust what you what you what you read on social media, things like a bust up, which as you say, is completely out of character for Michael Doughty. Um, it, I think. I think what what we got to what we know about Michael Doughty is his background. You know, we don't know what his bank balance is like, but we know he comes from a very good background. Where for League Two and League One level, maybe finances aren't the motivation. Fans are playing the game is the motivation. Taking away the fans can make people think. What we also know about Michael Doughty is he's recently started a new family. I, as a father, can definitely say that my priorities changed in my job when I became a dad. Um, I used to, I, I work in learning and development and I used to travel a lot with my job and I cut that as soon as my child was born because I wanted to spend time with my family. You think, if you think that way in football, then you can't be in the professional game. And of course, he's got this new venture, which is, you know, environmentally friendly, which he's hugely passionate about. It is, you know, starting up a business. It's not a part-time job. So if he's heavily invested in that and passionate about it, then it comes ahead of football, right? I, I think it's just, it, look, I, I, I want to sort of steer clear a little bit from sort of speculation, but I was chatting to some friends about this, you know, earlier today and, and yesterday when, when the rumours were sort of doing the rounds or whatever. And I, I come I come at it very much from a point of it, it has to be something to do with motivation, right? And as you say, we don't know for sure, but financially, Michael Doughty isn't going to be motivated to play League One and League Two football. He's got enough money behind him to invest and start new businesses and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um so if you take away the sort of normal motivation for 99.9% of people when they go to work being financial and within professional sport, it's going to come down to the fans. It's going to come down to, um, to, to having that drive and that, and that motivation. And, and let's be honest, behind closed doors, yes, it matters, but to all intents and purposes, they're, they're friendlies, aren't they? Like I can't imagine the footballers on the pitch are, it, find it any easier to distinguish between a league match and a, and a behind closed doors, sorry, behind closed doors league match and a, and a friendly match. And I just think ultimately this might be a simple case of 
as you said, motivation, prioritization. Um, this time last year, he didn't have a, a newborn child and, and he hadn't just launched a, a, a business and he's done both of those things. I think it was interesting that Richie Wellens mentioned in his post-match this evening that it seemed to come to a head when they were away on pre-season. And I guess that was the first time that, that, uh, that Michael Doughty was taken away from his family for a prolonged period um, post the birth of his first child. And that's going to be really, really hard on anyone. And, and it's going to make you think, well, do I really want to be getting up five, five days or four or five days a week and commuting, you know, Paddington to Swindon and doing, you know, every other weekend being away Friday night and getting back early hours of Sunday morning if you're lucky. Um, that's going to be hard on anyone. And, and you know, 99% of people have to do that because, because that's their livelihood. If Michael Doughty doesn't have to do that, um, and isn't motivated to, to do that and doesn't want to prioritize doing that, then all power to him. I, you know, think, fingers crossed the rest of his uh, the rest of his interests continue to, to thrive and he, and he goes on and enjoys the next sort of period of his career. Before we go into the loving, which, you know, spoiler alert, I, I, I asked for people's initial reactions and the amount of positivity towards Michael Doughty, considering what how we could react is absolutely incredible. Could this have been timed better? Uh, I, perhaps, perhaps you would say, you know, okay, at the start of pre-season, would we have liked to have known this over the summer? Of course, but Michael Doughty wasn't at that point then, right? So the, this, it's not a spur of the moment decision, but it's also not something that he would have been sat on for the last 12 months thinking, mm, I'm not sure. I personally would rather rip the plaster off. He's made the decision. It's not right for him to continue. Would we want him to sort of soldier on, make allowances, let him miss a day's training here and there until January and review it? For me, no. I think he's going to be quite, you know, assuming he's on a decent contract at the club. Um, he's struggling with motivation and prioritisation. Um, I think I think we we send him on his way with his best with with our best wishes. And now, you know, a top level League One midfielder goes right to the top of the shopping list. Right to the top of the shopping list alongside a, a centre half and a striker. Certainly does. I mean, um, Michael Doughty's twenty, what twenty seven? Prime years for him as well. Yeah, you know, it, this would not have been an easy decision. And I guess the only thing I would say is, I, I, I almost take sort of a little bit of heart from the fact that he comes from a point of privilege to allow him to make this decision. And, and I would hate to think that there are a number of footballers who have the same struggles and same issues that he has, but that can't make this decision. So, you know, it, it's it's a positive decision for Michael Doughty to, be, to make. It's not a negative thing, decision for him to make. So all power to him. Obviously, that has slight negative ramifications for the club on the pitch. But, you know, this is a good thing for Michael Doughty to be doing yeah. for him, for his for his family. We never, you hear all sorts of rumours when, when players are out injured for with with non, non, uh, non-specific injuries and they're sort of in and out of the squad, whatever. And, you know, they could be, they could be struggling with their mental health, their, their motivation, what their family issues, whatever, whatever. Um, Michael Doughty could have quite easily stuck around and walked into one of those situations and that would have been a drain on the club financially, would have been getting terrible value for money and it would also been a drain on, on Michael Doughty and a drain on Michael Doughty's relationship with, with the club and the fan base. I think very much a, a plaster approach here. Let, let's rip it off, wish, it, wish him the best 
Uh, all power to him for making what what should be a very positive decision for himself and his family. We got um, we got to hold that registration though, right? I I, I, want, I do think there's there is probably some sort of legal uh, legal sort of um, things that we're stepping through. So yes, <laughs> I, I'm almost certainly as much as we're his contract is terminated, his registration won't be. You know, he's. I don't think Michael Dowsey is the sort of person who's going to rock up at Blackpool next week. No, well, no, quite. But you know, I don't know where I'd, he'll find a balance. I, I genuinely don't think he'll be out of football for forever. I think he will find, you know, if, if whatever happens in his personal life levels up, then he he'll be able to find something that accommodates both without the commitment that professional football perhaps. Absolutely, you know, he's scaling a business. Um, I've worked for a whole bunch of different startup and scale up businesses. It's it's brutal for the people who who, who found those businesses. Um, but over time, it gets better, and you employ people, and you you have to dedicate less of your life to it. Um, in a weird sort of way, I guess you could say the same about about a child, right? The, the first twelve eighteen months are super hard on both parents. Um, does it get a little bit easier when they hit eighteen months, two, three? Uh, maybe easier is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. I'm sure you would then be able to find find yourself in a position where you can play regional football, Conference South, or, or Ryman Prem, or something like that, and and play the game for the love, purely for the love of the game and, and that relationship with the fans again. Hello, I'm Paul Carris, and you're listening to the Loathed Strangers podcast, proudly sponsored by the STFC official supporters club. Okay, okay. So this this happens from time to time where technology lets me down. So I've lost Terry, not down to him, firmly down to myself and my very old laptop, but as if by magic. Hello, Dave. Hello. You can be Terry if you like. Oh, please be Terry if you want. You can be (laughs) whoever, just for doing this for me. You can be whoever the bloody hell you want to be. So, I mean, this is this is rapidly turning into a, a podcast of appreciation for for Michael Doughty's efforts at Swindon. Would you echo that sentiment? I think so, yeah. I think particularly in the way that it seems to have come about and the reasons why he might be leaving, I don't think you can really have a bad word to say about it. I mean, some things are bigger than football at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, the official statement has been released now, but it tells us, very little um, left the club with immediate effect for personal reasons, and and we'll leave it at that. Me and Terry have already sort of mused over what that could be. Nothing. We don't really want to get bogged down in any of that. So we'll move to listeners' opinions, and there was a lot, and it was very very positive. Um, I'll just skim through. Thank you to everybody that that put stuff out there for me I mean these are just quotes apologies I, I simply do not have the time to read out every word look great player all the best to him absolute workhorse quality gutted he's gone um lots of well wishes um brilliant player for us lovely left foot a great footballer and from all reports a great guy extremely Hard working, always gave a hundred and ten percent, which is great because that's impossible. Um, you know, other stuff. Cracking player, loves the club and the fan base. Um, will forever love doubts. 
Shame he's retired. We think he's retired. We're not 100% sure. Um, he could have become a club legend. We'll never forget that hat-trick versus Macclesfield. Played with some real class. A proper footballer. Wish him well. What a guy both on and off the pitch. Not often you get a player who genuinely cares about the club, but Doughty is one of those guys who'll be sorely missed this season and beyond. Must be major stuff going on to retire. One of the most naturally talented players we've seen in recent years. He'll be missed. Uh, no doubt a good reason. A highly intelligent and accomplished player. Not money motivated due to background. Recent baby and business. So hopefully a change of direction rather than personal issues. Um, I wish him well. Lots of hope he's okays. Um, great representative of the club. Fantastic player. Ooze class on and off the fifth pitch. Dave, he was one of these players that some people just thought he was lazy. But he had that sort of like shoulders down. He did kind of look tired a lot. But he was just methodical, I think. I know. He looked a bit shabby and dishevelled, didn't he? But I think that was just the way he carried himself. I think you see some of the goal reactions in the pitch side footage last year and he's one of the first ones who were there running up to the to the crowd shouting and giving it the big and so I don't th- I never really bought the the fact that he never really seemed into it I think I always think he was and he was always committed to the to the team he just maybe didn't run around into people as much as other people might have done yeah I mean Sean King here doubts deserves all the plaudits coming his way not a bad word to say about him. Always had the ability to do the unexpected, like his Panenka penalties. Uh, always had time for a quick word post-game. His penalties scared the hell out of me. Oh, they were terrifying, weren't they? They <laughs> just looked far too, um, far too casual for one of the most terrifying moments of any football match. But that was part of his, I guess that was part of his skill, wasn't he? He never really seemed to get Never seemed to get too too up or too down. Yeah, as the game was going on. Yeah, I mean, his his last goal for Swindon was that free kick against Port Vale, which was lovely. And there's plenty of videos around that, around social media of that. that nice way to uh, finish his goal scoring uh, record at Swindon, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll always remember that. Um, I think you read out in one of the comments, but that Macclesfield game was, but it had kind of had everything really. It was a bonkers game. It, he kind of returned to us in League Two almost as a semi-prodigal son, the way he kind of came back, like, oh, wow, Doughty's back. And then he scores two of the most like languid penalties in existence <laughs> in injury time to turn a 2-1 defeat into a 3-2 victory. And that's um, that's one of the best moments, I think, that I'll remember him by. Not that he's, not that he's left us <laughs> off <laughs> well, this earth, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yes, quite. I mean, it, it was funny because even then he gave us sort of mild sort of palpitations because he, he had that trial or he was doing a favour um, by playing for Oxford in a couple of friendlies, which might have got Lee Powers uh, butt into gear by offering him a contract yeah. at Swindon. Um, and, you, you know, he, even though, you know, his 13, 14 goals in 2018, 2019 were mostly penalties. But it was a really bloody awful season, really, after all said and done. What was that? That was, um, you know, that's Phil Brown um, into Richie into Wellens, um, which is our worst season. Was that our worst season It's it, since 84 in terms? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And he was the shining light of that. And it's that... It's that Again, he seemed to give a damn when other players from that squad were thinking about their next move. 
Yeah, and he kind of in the season after he kind of he fell out of um, fell out of favour with Wellings, didn't he? And a lot of like obviously everyone knows what his his background was, and a lot I guess maybe some maybe some players might have not fought back into the team the same way that he did, and to fight back into the team the way that he did, and then be such an integral part in the way we played and the successes we had last year, kind of. Um, Again, just speak to like the character of him and how 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 good he was. Yeah, uh, knuckling down and just running, <laughs> running League Two football matches. Yeah, and I remember when he. I mean, it's it's almost weird to forget that he was on loan with us and then went to Peterborough for that short time. So it, there there was that that those couple of years when he was clean shaven and and had a a, a haircut you could set your watch to um, before the Alice Band and the beard, the Perlo look um, as. He he very much uh, preferred nearer to the end, and you know I remember him getting that brace away at Colchester when we could go to Colchester and give them a game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And there was the game against the home game against Millwall as well, wasn't yeah. there? Where he scored in about the ninety fifth minute. Yes, he was a he was proper goal scorer when he in that first loan spell, wasn't he? He kind of we were in a bit of a nothing season then, and he kind of gave us a little bit of something he gave us three or four but the goals he did score came at good times he scored a winner against Peterborough away that was relatively late on if I remember rightly um, and then he came back the following season for what was the relegation season but he was gone um, by the time you know maybe if we would have kept him yeah. I think that was Ian yeah. Holloway wasn't it Ian Holloway got appointed QPR yeah. manager and brought him back and it caused a bloody nuisance for us didn't it because he was gone in January and he had a few injuries and things like that but you know it was great when he came back I'll miss that scooter <laughs> yeah he uh he was unique wasn't he <laughs> well he is unique I should stop saying was it's not a memoriam he's very much he's very much around but I I think it's I, I think you know legend of the internet Tans was saying it's it's the measure of the guy that, you know, he walked away, you know, he ripped up a contract which had plenty of time left. And, you know, there will be some negative fans that will see this as an almighty stitch-up. But I still maintain, and I mentioned this to Terry as well, the fact that he's walked away at a time where we do have enough time to replace him does show respect for the fans in the club. Yeah, it seems... Well, he's... um... He said when he signed permanently under Brown, didn't he, that he just something clicked with him in Swindon and Swindon Town Football Club. And it seems like he was good to us and we've been good to him in this time. And I'm glad that I'm not well, I'm not glad that it's ended, but the way it seems to have ended seems very amicable. It sounds like Wellins wished him well in, in his post match interview. The statement that they put out was nice. I'm sure him and Power had a good a good leaving a separation meeting and yeah, like you say, there are there are a lot of ways he could have gone about achieving what he's tried to achieve with this move, and he's done it in the way which is best for Swindon Town Football Club. And I hope it kind of sets the groundwork for him to come back in whatever kind of role at maybe some point in the future, because I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of fans, and a lot of people in the club would welcome him back with with open arms, wouldn't they? I see what you're doing here. A few people have already mentioned this. Like, are we are we talking that will be the the next the next environmentally friendly <laughs> football club in the southwest with Michael Doughty as owner and uh, and saviour for the future? 
Yeah, he can be the um, well. He's got an Alice Band and long hair, hasn't he? So he can be he can be our Hector Bellerin. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hilo on the shirt will look all right. Yeah, no, it'd, it'd be good. Get him making some football boots. Next step, I think, in the in the business plan. Well, there we have it. I mean, as, as I said at the top of this podcast. Today, Swindon Town won a game which will be celebrated in Monday's episode and we just didn't want um, the news of Doughty's exit, which is bloody gutting, I'm absolutely gutted about it, um, to derail the fact that Richie Wellens has done a bloody good job um, to get Swindon season going. That will be discussed on Monday. Dave, thank you very much. Terry, thank you very much. But are there any other Doughty memories before we go? Just just him strolling through some League Two no marks at absolute ease, like he absolutely owned the pitch that he was stepping on. Oh, some of those through balls. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he saw passes that most players wouldn't even dream of. Doughty, good luck for the future. <laughs> Dave, thank you very much. Nah, that's no worries. The Low Strangers is proudly sponsored by the official STFC Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford and the artwork was provided expertly by John Daglish. Thanks for listening. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy. Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.